We're several weeks in now to this COVID pandemic, weathering the storm and wondering what's going to come next. As Christians, how do we survive this? How do we not only survive, but thrive in our faith through these challenging times? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. Um, we are ho- we hope that you guys are uh, staying safe, um, taking all the precautions to, uh, you know, just stay safe, stay healthy, right? right. Um, last week, if, if you listened to the podcast, we uh, are obviously addressing the, the elephant in the room that it's, I think it's becoming part of normal life now, and that is uh, COVID-19, right? That's right, uh, coronavirus. Just, yeah, just... Uh, learning and and trying to look at this situation biblically yeah um and today we're, we're gonna take uh, another you know aspect of it and and really the question that we've formulated for for us to consider today is how do we as christians uh continue to grow continue to pursue christ how do we uh continue uh, being sanctified and maturing uh, in our faith that's right right and i think the the two main things that, that we want we want to talk about to you all today is is the truth uh and community yeah. and and how are those two things you know amidst the you know all the all the executive orders all the restrictions that are happening how do we uh keep these two key things uh, that were that were given to us, uh, and, and we see in Scripture. How do we keep these front and center uh, in our in our walks, right? In our right. walking out our faith. That's right. Yeah, because if you think about it, like the Christian life really kind of revolves around these things: truth and community, right? right? God's word and uh, God's people, yep. as uh, God's spirit uh, <laughs> uses these things as instruments uh, in our life for growth and godliness. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's, I mean, that's just what we need all the time. And uh, it's what the church provides, yeah. you know, a place to grow in the truth and a place to grow in community. And, uh, you know, and these, these two things are especially true in times of difficulty, in times of crisis, in times of chaos or trials, you know, you name it, whatever. When you're grieving uh, somebody who's, who's passed away, when you are facing, you know, a, 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 a just a, a difficult time in, in your life. Maybe somebody's very sick or you have, you know, financial uh, difficulties. And so now with COVID-19, this is, you know, another one of those times that's uh, kind of uh, been thrust into all of our lives, no matter who you are, um, as an unwelcome guest, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but the coronavirus is uh, an intruder into right. my life. And and really, just like like any any big struggle, uh, the, and we talked about it last last time we, we were on the podcast. How this COVID nineteen situation has affected everyone, right? Yeah. Unilaterally, yeah. And very like no one is exempt. Nope. Uh, it's affecting us all in 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 different ways, specifically, but in a sure. lot of ways the same, right? Yeah. Like we can't uh, the normal rhythms of our lives are yeah. changed. 
maybe the way we're we're used to working is is now different maybe some of us aren't even working right and you know before all of this happened you know we can think and, and say you know as christians going to church you know going to small group doing our normal things it's it's easy to to trust god it's easy to say that your hope is in him your security is in him because everything is fine right yeah now we're in this situation where all of that now is being put to the test right That's like right. what is important to us where do we find all these comforts these securities when really we don't we have so many unknowns right That's we right. we don't know when this is going to end we don't know how it's going to look at you know when this is all resolved right Right. and so in our heads i think it's very normal to be like well what what's gonna happen yeah right you know right and i think these these things right and i think that that takes us to the first one which is where we should start yeah what's the truth what is the truth right that's right what does the word say what is what does the word say and this is this is where it is different for christians you know like coronavirus has has leveled the playing field Mm -hmm. it's affected us all and the threat is real yeah no matter who you are right and uh and you know and where you live what you're statuses but what is different for the christian is how we respond you know and what do we uh, how do we how do we cope with this if you will how do we have hope what do we do and it's the truth and it's the community that god has given us that that is the difference maker for you know us who believe we're no no longer like the things you talked about it's like uh, where this can creep into any of our hearts where it's like well i have to go to church you know i have to read my bible i Mm -hmm. have to go to small group this week and and now we're realizing the privilege of that the necessity of it actually where it's not like i i have to and in its absence those things have really grown much sweeter and so that's you know where we talk about now the the truth and community. This this is where it brings us. And so let's just talk about this. Well, like what is the what is the truth? What do we need when we say that? Um, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the scripture, and we need uh, the unchanging, uh, sufficient, inerrant, authoritative word of God. Right. You know, we use those terms. We've talked about, a lot about that on our podcast about when we, what we believe about the Bible, and it's now where the that especially uh, it comes true. Everything else in our life is uh, is changing, is full of errors. You know, we don't know who to believe. Like, who's the who's the authority on this? What you know? What researcher? What doctor? What uh, you know? Scientist? Do we believe? What right. uh, you know? What governing authority do we follow? And whose whose recommendations do we take? And all of there's like so many voices that are telling us what to do. And in the midst of all of that, when we're skeptical about who to believe and what to do, it's God's word that we come back to. Yeah. And that's why I love uh, Proverbs 30, verse 5, uh, when, uh, when it says this, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. And I, I love what that, you know, that verse captures for us. And we see this across the scriptures, but right there it just says it so uh, eloquently. Like, truth is a protection. Yeah. It's our refuge. When we come to God's word, it always proves true. There's never been a situation where God's word is proved false. And as such, it is, uh, it's a place of safety. It's a place of shelter for all who take refuge in it. Right. And so, 
in these changing times, in these chaotic times, in these uncertain times, where should we go? Well, we should go to a place of refuge, right? We should go to a place of safety in the same way that, you know, we're being told to stay home, work safe. Like our home is supposed to be a place of safety. Um, and I hope it is for many. I know that for some, and maybe it's not, you know, and, and dysfunctional homes and things, but you get this picture here that when we take refuge in the, in the Lord, when we take refuge and find shelter in his word, mm. we find that safety and security that, uh, that, that God promises that's yeah. always available to us and, and only accessible to us through Christ, right? Yeah. You know, we, when we think about that, like there's, so that's, that's Proverbs, but then, you know, you just fast forward a bit to a verse that probably many of you know, our listeners know is John 14, Right, John fourteen six, when Jesus says, "I am the way, the, the truth, truth yeah. and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me." Mm-hmm. And and that's that's in verse six. But what it, what I like is Jesus is talking to his disciples in verse one. If you're looking at it, uh, Jesus says, "Don't let your hearts be troubled." Yeah. You know, and we we you know oftentimes quote John fourteen six as like a verse for salvation. You know, like we can't you don't come to the Father, you can't be saved but through Christ, which is true. But for the believer, it's also a place that we go to in times of uncertainty, when our hearts are troubled, when we're worried or anxious, when we don't know what's going to happen. You know, Jesus is teaching his disciples there, and he's just told them that, hey, I'm going to be traded, I'm going to go away, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to come, it's actually going to be better for you. But this obviously troubled them in their heart. And so that's where he then says these famous words where he says, well, I'm the truth. And so it's through Christ, it's through the gospel, it's through faith in Jesus Christ Mm. that we have access then into the truth, you know, to the truth of God's word and the safety and the shelter that it provides. Our faith now uh, becomes a, uh, a place where we can be at rest, even when the world, our workplace, our you know bank account, whatever it is, is all of a sudden no longer as secure as we once thought it was. Yeah. In Christ, we're fine. Amen. We're fine. We're fine there. there there's this and, and there's this interesting thing of just you know when Jesus claims. And, and declares, you know, he is the truth. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something really interesting there, right? Because I, I, I think it's, it's a normal question to be like, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah. Jesus is the truth. Like, you know, uh, what is, does that mean? What he say, what he says is true. What does that mean? Like, you know, what he, he's, he's personifying truth, right? And, yeah. and there's something really deep there that I think is, as Christians. We should be comforted by right because yeah. it is that it's that his character is true he's unchanging what he says is true you know you know and, and if we go I, at john 1 1 you know um in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was, was god. god yeah you know and you connecting that with like proverbs and that 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 the word of god proves to be true yeah. like the truth and god are like inseparable yeah you know yeah. like it comes truth is derived from god god yeah. speaks what is true he he like does what is true uh and and i think that is what that is why it's important that we are right in these times of uncertainty right we should be tied to the word because we know that is unchanging that's right that god's character and who he is and who he says he is uh through scripture 
we can trust that we yeah. can we can cling to those to those things that's right that's right that's where you know why why the writer of proverbs says that he's a shelter right you know, that he's a shield because we can come to the lord and we know that it like it, it his his security his love for us is certain we're not worried about you know god bailing oh well this has gone too hard so right. i'm out of here you know or the, or, or the reverse like you know what you're just you're too needy your needs yeah. have come become too great you know now you're obnoxious or whatever so get out of here go away right. like no the lord's never going to cast us out like that when we come to him humble contrite looking to him in faith we are secure there, right. and He will never cast us out, or uh, you know, say, "Yep, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know." Now we got to come through Christ. Right. You know? That's the that's that's the access point here. Right. You can't just come, you know, in your sin. Like, yeah, you know what, Jesus and I, like, I, whatever about that. But you know, like, of course, God wants me, and yet we're living a life that is contrary to the Word of God. Right. Um, well, then there's no access, then there's no security there. But when we come through Christ, man, well, that's the safest place we could be in, right. uh, you know, in the entire universe. Right. So, so, so God is true. He He is the truth. Right. Jesus is is the truth, mm-hmm. and, and and the Word made flesh. Right. Yep. So then, what are these truths? You know, maybe the that's doctrines right. that in this time of yep. of just like of storms and and just we don't of turmoil we don't know what's going on what what are things that that we need to cling on to that's right that's uh, right that the word shows us yeah there's like okay we come to christ and then but it goes deeper than that Mm -hmm. right and so when we talk about his character um you know well what are what are some of those things what are Mm -hmm. those truths those deep theological truths that we need to know in the midst of crisis those things that anchor us in the storms well, we could talk ad nauseum, you know, crack open the theology book and just encourage you to even do that. Like now yeah. this, that was a great time to, you know, start reading through theology books or just our doctrinal statement as a church. Maybe you haven't ever read through that and searched the scriptures on those statements. But here's just where my mind goes to in times like these. It just goes to that, you know, probably the the gold treasure of all of scriptures in Romans 8. You know, we this verse gets bandied about, uh, you know, all kinds of circumstances, but it's especially true. It's not just a trite saying, but it's especially true. Romans eight twenty eight, and you may even know it. You may have it memorized, but it says, and we know, I love that, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so what is, like, what's the truth communicated mm. in there? It's God's sovereignty. Right. His, uh, uh, his uh, control and oversight of all the details of uh, this earth, right. of the whole universe. Right. Um, and for those that love God, we know that he is, he has a purpose in it. And he is working him out for our good. Yeah. Now, does no, we can't get, you know, we can't misunderstand this here and say, like, everything is good. Yeah. Because there are some bad things that happen and some bitter things that mm. happen and, uh, you know, affliction hurts. Right. Um, but what we know and can say with confidence is that God is working it out for our good, right? And uh, and and even if we have a different uh, outcome than we would like, we know that well, God is doing something here that is much bigger, than right? Mine. Yeah, that that truth that God is is in control, that He is sovereign, you know, which 
if you think of just that definition that means you know he's free from outside control in in that means that he is working everything out right he yeah. is uh he is like the the story of the drama of history yeah. right up to now and and the future god is the one writing the story yeah right and the comforting thing like you're saying is that while we don't understand why things happen and and you know obviously like in 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 the story of humanity we can we can look to many things even into this current situation and say why is this happening this yeah. is not good yeah right yeah but but what we can trust is that god is good yeah that god is in control and in in his sovereignty like we're seeing is that he is he is working this out for our good totally in a way that we may never understand yeah and maybe one day we will right but you know, I think of, I was having this conversation last night with my friend, but, you know, if you look at the Old Testament mm-hmm. and those stories that are so, so messed up, yeah. like there's some wild things that happen okay. yeah. in those Old Testament books and God is using these things, yeah. these unlikely people, these unlikely families that are, you know, the people of God yeah. to to bring forth Jesus onto the scene. That's right. So like this idea that god is using uh terrible messed up situations to to make uh his name glorious and to make our our good yeah that's he's been doing that since since the beginning beginning. you know what i mean he's been using situations that seem unlikely that seem uh bad yeah uh, in our eyes to to perpetuate like his will that's right right so this is not uh something new to god this is he's been doing this since the beginning since the very beginning on and he's been doing it on both a very specific level yeah. you know in like your life and my life and you know everyone who yeah. believes um you know he's been working these things out for our good right and and we can be confident that's like the next you know where romans 8 verse 29 will take us is this the the doctrines of grace and we see god's sovereignty over our salvation you right. know right now he's in that process of sanctification and so god is using these these trials this time of crisis to conform us to uh the image of christ um, right just as he used uh, you know as he predestined us before time began and now he's working this out and he you know that moment where we were justified and christ's work on the cross and and all the way out to our glorification like god is sovereign over all the details and events to make that happen specifically but he's also doing it universally right you know and this is one of the things i was listening to a little devotion by um uh, my pastor a guy that i worked with and was my pastor for many years and he was uh, he was just uh, articulating very clearly and helpfully, uh, you know, a truth I think that we love, but to just see like, well, how does God use like worldwide pandemics like this for his glory on a, on a bigger and broader level? Yeah. And so when you think like, like, I want to be careful here, but just to like think for a minute from like God's perspective and how he views humanity. You know, and there's kind of two, there's believers and there's unbelievers, right. you know, to use like other words, like uh, the regenerate and the unregenerate, mm-hmm. um, or to you know, use other words like the elect and the non-elect or right. the reprobate, those whom he chooses in his sovereignty and his kindness um, to take them out of their, out of their sin and those he allows to just continue on in their sin. And so, right. so he looks at humanity, has all those. And so if we then look at, you know, for the Christian, 
well, how is God glorified in this? Well, it's exactly what we've been saying, you know? Right. He's using these events to strengthen the faith of those who are already regenerate, those who believe currently. And he is also using these events to, you know, to potentially wake them up from their sin. Right. You know, to right. now they would realize how helpless they are in the midst of these worldwide circumstances, and God would use this to point them to the work that Christ did on the cross. And so praise for sure. God for, to the praise of his glory. On the other side, if you think of the unregenerate, the, uh, you know, the non-elect, those who don't believe and won't believe, God is using this for his glory in the same way to, um, to show that he has like, he's given all the opportunities to come to him. Right. And so now it all of a sudden becomes a, um, a, a you know, a, a, how would, how would we say it? Like a mark to say like, hey, I gave you opportunity here. And so it is a, it, it uh, and, and yet they, you know, the unbeliever still rebels against God. Right. Instead of turning towards Christ, they will, you know, continue on. And therefore God is justified to condemn them and therefore glorified. And, you know, it's not because he is now unjust, but uh, it's another example, another, you know, mark against them in uh, in their unbelief. And right. So, you know, that's a God thing out there. That's, you know, like we're not in God's perspective. We don't necessarily know who sits in, in either of those except those that believe, but, um, but he's being glorified there. Right. Now, those are some deep truths, but these are the kind of truths that we need in times like this. How do we make sense of all that is happening? And how do we... Um, uh, how do we stay on mission? How do we use these events here to be about the Great Commission and to, you know, to, to, you know, to be pointing people to Christ? Well, it's just, it's just that way. Like, okay, well, here's, here's a crisis that very clearly shows our dependence, our need for a Savior. And so let us, uh, let us use it then for His glory. This is the, this is the truth. And these right. are the truths that we need to be proclaiming and clinging to among many you know, among many. I mean, you could just keep going on in Romans 8 and you see like how secure we are in his love. Yeah. Like nothing can separate us from the love of God, you know, and some of those deep truths that we cling to, um, especially in times of crisis, you know, and, and, and I love, you know, first Timothy kind of, first Timothy 3.15 kind of brings this out when it talks about, uh, you know, Paul has been writing to Timothy, and he says, I wrote you these things so you know how to behave in the mm. household of God, that is the, the church. And then he, he says this very interesting statement about the church. This is 1 Timothy 3, 15, and he says, uh, I, de- I delayed so that one may know how he ought to believe in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and a buttress or support of yeah. the truth. Mm. And it's like, oh, you know, it's just kind of a clarifying thing there and this is what the church is what we as you know believers the gathered body of christ here at redemption is uh we're meant to be a pillar or a support to uphold the truth we steward it to, to say it in another way and you know and it's a it's a shame when a church you know downplays doctrine ah oh, yeah we don't you know we don't really take a stand on anything you know right. we just kind of you know, we're about Jesus here and uh, either downplays it or, or entirely ignores it and, uh, and stays real surfacy um, when rather the church is to be a, a pillar and a support. And yeah. it's times like these, it's the chaos, it's the storms 
that will blow over a church and a body of believers hmm. that doesn't have the truth, uh, you know, as a part of its foundational elements. Right. You know, cause it is, it's then that really, uh, um, that, 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 that holds us up in the midst of this. For sure. If that's weak, it's going to go bye bye. Sure. You know? And, uh, and so we, we as a church have this responsibility. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, I think right now, uh, is, is, a better time than any to be proclaiming that truth right into mm-hmm. a world that that is watching into a world that is searching uh you know because to an unbeliever they they look at this insert uncertainty differently right as christians you know we know these and we love these truths that god is in control that that he's still sanctifying that he's still doing his work right that we are secure in him that ultimately right the truth is that our prize uh, is not here, yeah. right? Our, we, we're, we're, we're running the race for like eternal glory with him. Yeah. And so these things, you know, they're just momentary afflictions in the grand scheme of it, right? But for someone who doesn't know the truth, for someone who doesn't uh, love God, yeah. uh, this is a very, this can be a very dark, hopeless, like when is this gonna finish? What does this mean? Yeah. And, and what uh, an opportunity that God can use uh, the church, right, to proclaim exactly. the truth, yeah. to to show people that that there is hope, yeah. there is hope in, in Christ. That's right. That's right. And that's that's really the second part of this. What we've been saying It's the truth in community, right? And you see that wrapped up in this First Timothy verse, and in what we're you know just it's like the truth isn't just these like you know these propositional statements existing out here in nothingness. Yeah. You know, no, they exist in in community. They exist in relationship, and so where they have their, yeah, you know, where, where they where they really have their depth and their meaning is yes in the absoluteness of the truth, but where then they whether they really felt is in the context of relationship, right? You know, it's a it's there where the joy is experienced in it, the comfort is experienced in the midst of of the community, and so not only is like the church a steward of the truth, but also a steward of this uncommon community. Mm. And I like how he talks about it. you know he talks about it as a household, you know, like a family, right? Not the you know the sticks or stones that hold up a a house, but a but the family, the home where every person is important, every person is needed, and every person is also unique, you know. And uh, and this is this is what we need in in these times, yeah. Um, albeit challenging, right? For sure. But yeah. especially now, like this is where we need the body of Christ. And so, you know, as we were talking a little bit ago about Romans uh, chapter eight, but yeah, there's Romans chapter twelve talks about the community of the faith and our responsibilities as believers, the giftedness, the unique giftedness that we have there in Romans twelve fourth uh, through eight and. Is their list? It's not exhaustive, but here's just some, you know, some gifts that he says that people have, and and the manner in which we're to use them, right? Uh, to use them zealously and generously and joyfully. Um, but then he goes on in, in in verse nine to talk about then our behavior within the community, these attributes, these characteristics that define the community of uh, of the faith. How we are to love what is good and to hate or abhor what is evil you know like that's a pretty strong right strong word right right and uh you know we're to be at peace with all men you know we're to be fervent in spirit serving the lord rejoicing in hope patient in tribulation constant in prayer 
in these, uh, you know, I just challenge you to read it um, on yeah. your own. Romans 12, uh, 9 through 21. And these things are the what define our community. And we need them now more than ever. And uh, to be encouraging each other in these ways. And, you know, and so really the, I think, you know, the, what we kind of need to flesh out here is, well, how do right. we do this? Yeah. You know, where it's like, you're listening like, yeah, that's great, but I can't come to church. I can't, you know, meet in small mm-hmm. group. I want to give my, you know, my buddy a hug and, well, can't do that right now, you know? So yeah. how do we live in community in these challenging times in a meaningful way? You right. Know? Um, have you thought that? Have you like had any, you know, like any any experience in this? Have you been able to figure it out yet? Or- I mean, I, I think I think the real answer to this is taking advantage of of the technology that we have. Sure, you know what I mean. I think yeah. uh, now more than ever we we're just inundated by different means of communication, different apps, different totally. uh, forms to even see one another. But, right. but to just, you know, message one another, to text, to all kinds of ways, right? We have yeah. like five or six at any time different apps on our phones that can sure. talk to, to reach someone right. else. And I think in a time like this where it's really easy to, to remain isolated, to remain, uh, you know, alone, yeah. rather than, than using this this media of social media in just kind of the way that we usually do and just kind of like flies on the walls kind of (laughs) this weird cyber stalking of people now i think we need to really dig in and and use it to to be in community with others right right and it's weird because uh i think before this we kind of were like real community is you know hanging out being with each other totally. being you know but now now this is what it's going to look like right? right being intentional in in reaching out to that person being intentional and in texting uh right. picking up the phone and just right. calling someone facetiming somebody you That's know what right. i mean like yeah. what what a time we are in that I can just get my phone and FaceTime someone that's 400 miles away from me. For real. The same way that, you know, I can FaceTime someone that's four miles away from me, you right. know? Right. Uh, and I think that that is, is something that right now we, we have to be doing. Like, who can I call? Who can I check on, you know, right. um, as, as much as we can be doing that. Right, right. And not being afraid of, you know, even though there's the screen distance between us, yeah. is to not let that be a hindrance to the vulnerability that we yeah, would, you know, for sure. to, to, that we would, you know, in our sharing and in our confession and in our encouragement of one another and our prayers mm-hmm. is to lean into that, even though it's different, it's not wrong, it's just different um, yeah. and for this season and not let that uh, take us steps backwards in our, uh, you know, in our transparency and vulnerability with one another, but to right. really go into it mm-hmm. and uh, to reach out to those people that mean a lot to us, family and friends and, yeah. you know, small group members and to really make that a, you know, a priority of, uh, you right. know, I'm going to, yeah, you know, maybe I don't want to, it's not the same. And we can just easily be like, well, I'm not going to show up tonight. You know, I'm, right. too, I'm too tired or whatever. Right. And yet to say, no, like this is important. I need this community right now. I right. can't do this alone. I will, I will wither away if I am truly in isolation for too long, hmm. but I need the other members of this body f- for their encouragement. 
for their yeah. giftedness, for yeah. you know the things that they have been learning as they've been meeting with God and as they've been reading. And I need to hear their prayers, and they need me to pray for them, and they need right. to hear from what I've been learning from the scriptures through this. And 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 so we really need to make that like a priority, and to you know get creative with it, and and uh, and and just make the most of it for this season because we know you know this won't last forever. Um, and you know, whenever we're able to meet again, oh man, how much sweeter will that reunion <laughs> right. be? Right. Well, and also, I think even even that is is that if if right now we can learn how to make this a real uh, tool, right, for for totally. that community, in, in a way that I think we we're going to grow an appreciation for this, and in, yeah. in, in a way that before it was just kind of like. Uh, you know an extra an auxiliary means of 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 hanging out with people but now we're really gonna learn how to use it to like you're saying to just really go deep uh in 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 community with one another right and and yeah i i think you're right in in just picking up the phone and and being intentional right right? just just calling that person i know for me like calls are are sometimes just you know i just want to text everybody sure right let's just it's almost text. like an antiquated form of communication yeah like, yeah the, 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 like, who is what? calling me yeah. right like yeah. why is this person calling yeah. me just text me right uh, i think now it's, it's it's like it's refreshing to hear someone totally. right it's refreshing to just spend you know 10 15 20 minutes talking yeah. to someone and just yeah just you know just listening just hearing, yeah, yeah just hearing someone and how their day is going and and what what they've been learning in the word but also just what have they been doing a past time sure, right. uh, just staying sane you know what i mean right. hearing someone else especially uh living alone you know that's yeah. just a thing that it's easy to to just uh veg out on whatever you know being by yourself yeah. but i think it's good and it's healthy to to really just be intentional and and hear right. other people that's right that's right and uh, that is like a unique challenge you know for those that do live alone or single yeah. or whatever is like they, f- they feel the you know the isolation maybe more acutely right. than somebody who's married or has a family right yeah and so there's different challenges with that and you know just trying to be creative right to those that are married and have family and kids you know it's a whole nother use of challenge there and yeah. and uh, some maybe some uh, stress and some strife that uh, you're experiencing as you're trying to adjust to schooling kids in the house and working from home and making all that stuff work yeah um but here again it's like just that call like we need community mm-hmm. and so as you read through romans 12 like let's be modeling that in our home let's be you know husbands let's be loving our wives and gentle and gracious and patience with them you know wives let's right. be you know so far as it depends on you you know live at peace with your husband and kids and let's be forgiving and not to you know looking to uh, get revenge or to lot you know to repay evil with evil but uh, but let's really be living these things out in the community that the you know the closest knit community that uh, God has uh, given you you know, let's be uh, let's be growing in our faith together, and you know, yeah. and husbands, dads, let's be leading our families and and modeling these things and using this time as an opportunity to lead our family in worship and uh, prioritizing the right things and uh, you know putting aside you know some of the distractions yeah. that uh, you know that that occupy so much of our time. And, uh, and to really be living this out now. So then uh, that might be challenging, but it's not impossible. Right. You know, I think we've said that here kind of spread throughout all this is it's not 
it's a though though these things are a challenge though truth and community have been a challenge they're not impossible and uh, and so I just encourage you today as you are uh, looking for hope as you're looking for help as uh, you know you're weathering this storm is uh, you know in crisis these things come to the forefront but it's no different than our life and what we need is um, you know the deep truths of the scripture and what else will we need are the deep relationships with God's people. And it is, you know, those means that God will use uh, for our growth, for our thriving in yeah. the faith in these days, in this crisis. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, just some closing thoughts uh, for encouragement. In this time, in this crisis, it's easy to focus on the negative. It's easy to focus on the uncertainty mm-hmm. of what's going to happen, where, you know, how is this going to affect me and my family? and Or even, you know, you can get carried away with what's going to happen, you know, the greater good of everything, right? But I think the other side of that is to is to appreciate uh, the focus that comes from this, right? We Life is slowed down, totally. right, from, from, the, from the busyness of work, the busyness of your of of all the different things that happen the traffic is there's less traffic there's right. less uh, that is one plus yeah right but really what this i think uh, one of the gifts that god is 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 shown in this time is that you know all the fog of all that stuff of our yeah. lives is kind of like settling yeah and and the question now remains like what is important to us totally right and i think these two things truth and community yeah. right in our family in our church family uh like in our community those are the things that we have now the chance to really just in in ways that we couldn't before because of, of all the busyness the the functional busyness of our lives yeah. we can really just focus in on that and i think that's something that we should appreciate while while we have it even yeah uh and just really dig into that that's dig right. into that that's right amen let's lean in well thanks for tuning in to consider it a ministry of redemption bible church here in Brownfield, texas where we are taking on questions regarding life theology and the church if you'd like to submit a question text the word redemption and your question to 474747 like to learn more about our church visit us at redemption.bible we thank you for your support and listening and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it